0: All right, it's that time. It's time for Beyond Sight and Sound. Let's do
1: this. <laughs>
0: sand scoop are you trying to take your hunting to the extreme how about an american based company that stands behind their product and everything they sell then check out our friends over at extreme scoops john has been making scoops for some time now and makes a quality beach and sand scoop to take your hunting to the next level extreme scoops recently released their new sand shredder that works great in the water and on the beach. And if you're a new Equinox user, you may want to check out his Surfmaster X3 that can trap those small targets you new Equinox users are finding out there. Extreme Scoop's company approach is let's do it right. So do it right, buy it once, and go to the extreme. Extremescoops.com. That's X T R E M E Scoops.com. Hey, boys and girls. We are going to talk about SW Shooters and Prospectors. What is S&W Shooters and Prospectors? We at SW Shooters and Prospectors help people find treasure. Did you say treasure? Yes, treasure. Just listen to this amazing reveal from our happy customer, Jackie Sparrow. Err, Jacqueline. Exactly ship shape shape, and a pleasure to deal with. I was able to buy everything that I needed at prices that were
2: shillings less than others. I found my nine pieces
3: of meat in
1: no time.
3: I know you're asking yourself, why should I shop at S&W Shooter and Prospector's? Chuck
0: Smalley has over 45 years of metal detecting experience. He works with each customer one-on-one to customize their setup to match their skill level. So if you have always dreamt of being a pirate, Arr. contact Chuck at SNW Shooters and Prospectors, and he'll take a great deal for you.
1: I bet rum, not included.
0: Question. Please do not operate motor vehicles or power equipment while under the influence of this show. Listening to this show could cause side effects such as bouts of laughter, violent binges of cabin fever, and even dreams of silver and gold. Please be advised. Now that the fine print is out of the way, on with the show. All right. We're back.
1: Hmm.
0: I think. Okay, according to the bars, it looks like we're back. So, we're back. We're live. Once again, you are listening to Beyond on and Sound Metal Detecting and Treasure Running Radio for all the really cool-digging people out there. And as I look into the
1: chat...
0: Hmm. Let's see here. Okay. Huh. Well, that's interesting. I don't know. We'll have to have to look into that there, Jason. That's uh that's something else. Uh Either way, I believe
1: we are back. Okay. Hmm. Isn't that
0: interesting? Okay. Either way, I guess uh, I'm not going to concern myself with that. Uh, so we're back. We're live once again. You are listening to Beyond Sight and Sound Metal Detecting, Treasure Running Radio. As I look into the chat, I see that Chuck's in, Bill's Barb, uh, Jason... Dave Celeste. Welcome to Celeste, the Bortners. Hopefully they had a good anniversary. Uh let's see. I see that uh Celeste said she's sorry she missed Wednesday. What did she miss? What happened? Well, people won prizes, so they won stuff. That's that's what happened. <laughs> And I guess Barb's back from Div and Men with Kilts. Ah, <laughs> uh, you 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 you'll just have to check out her posts to understand that reference, I guess. Ah the man himself, DA in the house. Welcome. And we see that the other half of the Bills have made it in Ohio Relic Hunter in the house. He'd probably been busy <clears throat> playing with his uh new piece of outdoor deliciousness. Looks like he's uh got himself a nice, nice looking grill with the uh smoker sidebox. Nice piece of kit there too, from what I saw. Very cool so I'm sure he's having fun with that. Or he better be. He should be.
1: <laughs> oh.
0: I don't know. It's, it's hard to say. Where else would you be on a Sunday? Uh, well, that depends on if there's a candy corn convention in town, I guess. I don't know, I don't know, but I think Bill is liking his uh his new cooking area, so it looks like the bars are working on my side. I don't know it seems like the audio is holding, which is a plus uh we're just kind of testing things out tonight, making sure that everything (laughs) is working like it should be. I don't know. Things have been rather mixed up uh, since Friday night. And they're still quite upside down for some people. So we weren't sure how things were going to go. And with the way things have been very sketchy, intermittent, we were going to give it a shot and see, because we do need to do some some live testing and make sure that everything is working as it uh, should be. So we've got that going on. But before we get any more into that, first and foremost, links in the chat and the description Our friends over at Shooters and Prospectors, AIP Extreme Scoops, Detectees, The Ring Finders, the Website, Midwest Refineries, Terry Shannon's Website, we've also got Crazy Spider Adventures, Ohio Metal Detecting, Detected Outdoors, All Metal Militia, all on YouTube, we've got Metal Detecting Beyond Sight and Sound, Metal Detecting Central Illinois, Illinois, Iowa Treasure Hunters, and Detect America, all on Facebook, if you're into the uh, Facebook side of things, as well as the Relic Hunters. Frank, Steve, and Ronnie, Mondays, 8 p.m. Eastern, multicasting, Facebook, YouTube. Always a grand time. Shelly and Dawn, Thursdays, with Can you dig it, 7 p.m. Eastern, simulcasting, Facebook, YouTube. We're here Wednesdays, Sundays, 8 p.m. Eastern, as the elements allow. Apparently. And thank God we don't go live on Saturdays. (laughs) So for for some people, obviously if you were here for Wednesday's show, you heard me mention that it would probably be a very limited drop for the next couple of episodes. And those that... uh, we paying attention tonight saw that that's exactly what it was it it showed up in uh it showed up on the beyond sight and sound page it showed up on my timeline chuck's timeline and the metal detecting beyond sight and sound group so if you do not follow any of those or are not a member or do not follow the the show on Spreaker well then I guess you're none the wiser because you're probably not even here to hear this. So, unless, of course, you follow the archives, in which case, hello, future you. Thanks for dropping by. <laughs> for everyone else, I'm sure that people caught Chuck's go-lives the other night, and I wish I knew, I wish I could remember, I was able to see the go-live, I think I threw it a thumbs up or something, but that's all I could do at that point, because I'm still, I'm still getting that stern finger for whatever reason, give it a few more days, who knows. We'll find out, but I am starting to come out from under the blackout blanket. So, we'll see how things go. Unfortunately, though, with the, uh, oh, just posted pics of the first cook. I'm going to have to go back and see those. Definitely. Um, Either way, I'm not sure what day now Chuck did those go live, so I want to say it was um, Thursday, maybe Friday, but I think it was Thursday. How's it going, Chuck?
3: Pretty good. Why are you getting a stern finger? You've been hanging with Barb there on Facebook or what?
0: I don't know i I think maybe they think I'm guilty by association or something, and since she's habitual well, she's actually, of
3: course she's been at d i v so there's a week right. and up to that she's been pretty good, and I thought, well, that's unusual, and then all of a sudden you're in trouble
0: she well no, showed I, up i I don't know, I'm not saying I'm not saying I'm necessarily in trouble, but they're they're watching me for some reason. I don't know. <laughs> there there's there are oh my, better things the world for
3: the to an end, Josh is being watched by Facebook.
0: There are better things for the third party fact checkers to do other than watch me. Like maybe <laughs> double check their facts. So uh, I don't know. But it's it's put a bit of a hiccup in things. So we've got limited drops for the show for for a couple of days yet. There you go. Uh but we're we're still able to get out a little bit. I mean, restrictions are starting to lift somewhat because I can finally actually post on my timeline and on the Beyond Sight and Sound page <laughs> and all of that. But for some reason, they... I don't know. They still don't... Uh, they still seem to have a little bit of an issue with me. Okay. And they're not telling me what it is, and I ain't talking to them either. So... <laughs>
3: Some things are best left unsaid. Yeah,
0: I don't know what the deal is. Maybe maybe they didn't like the fact that uh things were being given away Wednesday or something. Who knows? You,
1: you just know. never
0: know with them. They they make up the rules as they go anyway. Yeah. So what night was this that you did your go
3: live? So the uh, just a couple days ago. What was that, Thursday night?
0: That's what I'm thinking, is it was probably Thursday.
3: And they were laying on the sirens, and I'd been in contact with a buddy of mine that... Uh, I met him uh, out at, actually, Mount Pelier. He came out in one of our groups, and uh, the colonel uh, actually got us on the Air Force Base up at Ileson. He traveled with us up to... Uh, Alaska. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah. For the last
3: boat excursion. Yes. And uh, he uh, he was keeping me updated on what was moving in and he called it to a T from Colorado Springs. I mean, but he's retired now, but he's still got all the links and all this kind of stuff he can delve into that are unbelievable i saw them in use up in alaska they can tell you cloud moving tell you you're standing over here and clouds going over your head you know and he was mm-hmm. calling it to a tee and he told me uh yesterday sent me a couple warnings Says tuesday looks worse
0: yeah that's or what I, I was just going to say yeah.
3: so anyway that's life in the midwest but uh yeah. we got hail we got it was funny here though. We didn't get the high wind. Just south of us and to the west of us, the tornadoes were sucking it up.
1: Well, and consider
3: yourself house lucky. house on a group of four people over here. Just as the crow flies, it's under twenty miles. Yeah. And there were other damage and trucks blown off and that kind of stuff. And then mm-hmm. to the east of us, Geneseo, Illinois, and that got hit. That had EF one go through it. And they were just laying on the sirens, so we come down, we hang out in the basement. I can look out the one window at a distance and keep an eye toward the river and uh all of a sudden, I told Joe I said the sun's out, walked outside, and everything had blown by right, and they kept firing up to the east and the northeast but uh fortunately there weren't there was one monster. Wedge tornado out here in Iowa, they got, uh, Weather Channel's actually got a video of it. It's got a nice big wedge, and then right off the back of it is another one trailing it, Twins. Ooh. But it was all field, you know, farm fields, and uh, fortunately it didn't do a lot of major damage. It traveled for a while, they had some good pictures of it.
1: Mm-hmm, yeah.
0: Well, for us here, Friday night, I got a message from Ohio Relic Hunter. To say, hey, you know, storms are heading your way. Stay safe. And that was about the last bit of communication that I saw for quite some time. (laughs) Because the wind kicked in, and boy, did it kick in.
3: And And usually along here, the towns along the river that I'm, you know, from the Quad Cities up to Hampton, Rapid City, Port Byron, Cordova, and Albany, usually... We get a light breeze from the west and the power goes out. We didn't lose any power.
0: Well, we did here. As did a matter you? of as a matter of fact, some people are still without power yet tonight.
3: Oh boy.
1: Uh was only
3: in the entire Quad City area would I read fifteen thousand for a while without power. But just to the west of that, out of that zone, a lot of people were without power, so the, right. the front of it went out further west of us about 20 miles. Well, I know which I I'm know. thankful for. Mm-hmm. And Shannon, yeah, it was blowing. It was blowing pretty hard here today. The winds died up here now, and it warmed up. It did get into the 60s like they said it would, but it took took its time. I prepped stuff up and went out detecting and walked out the one field and. It was muddy on top. You're slipping and sliding around. It Went to the other field and you could row across it. Well, that one didn't <laughs> get on. <it. laughs>
0: right. Yep.
3: Then I popped a couple marks in that. I didn't carry my phone out there. Just by the time I do that, I end up falling in that crap and my phone gets covered and everything else. So I just left that. Then went out <laughs> I Had a good time. Two and a half hours or so. Well, there you,
1: there you go. go.
3: Yeah. I said, the hell with that. I'm a little detective. <laughs> right. Yeah,
0: I I had been on the phone with somebody when, when all that wind kicked in, and next thing you know, you hear the uh, the tornado sirens going off, mm-hmm. and they were running for quite some time, and I'm just kind of sitting there listening, and then... All of a sudden, it goes dead silent. Oh, yeah. I looked at Tim. I said, "That ain't good." <laughs> and I went back yeah. to being quiet. And she's like, "What are you doing?" I said, "I'm listening for the train."
1: What are you talking
0: about, a train? Yeah. I said, "When, I you, when you've thing. got when you've got wind like that, and all of a sudden it goes dead quiet, it ain't a good thing." Ooh. So we'll see what happens, and about that time, it's like somebody flipped a switch, power's out, we're off the grid. Yep. Like, well, okay, let's let's see what's going on, you know. Uh, hopefully it comes back up quick, but if not, then I'll go ahead and drag the generator out and get things going and all of that, and apparently I had a uh, an issue with the backup battery for the scanner and got it up and going. And that's when we start to hear just non-stop traffic. And the first one came in from the uh, National Weather Service uh, saying something about how the neighboring county had lost probably half of their comms. Oops! Like, okay, well, that's not good. And then we start hearing reports coming in from our county of a large cattle barn that housed 300 steer. Oh, that's a bad time. It was flat.
1: We uh,
0: apparently those winds we were getting were anywhere from 75 to 110 miles an hour.
3: We had some straight line there briefly, but, uh,
1: yeah,
3: yeah. The way it didn't last here, and, uh, but the wind Fire, which is set across from me, out, like I said, about 15 miles, as the crow flies, it's the longer driving that, and 18, something like that. Uh, they got paged out to a house that had collapsed and a couple other buildings, people trapped inside but they had to respond to the ambulance barn to get the ambulance out because it was trapped due to trees down so they got the ambulance out so they could all respond so that that always adds a little drama to it
1: mhm
0: yeah we had about every major highway in the county closed because of down poles down trees down branches Power lines snap, transformers down, power lines along the laying on the road, communication lines down. And then we find out that uh oh, I don't know, maybe twelve miles east of here, they right. had an F1 touchdown, and Oops. that thing ran for seventeen plus miles. Wow, for an F one, that's a long ways. Seventeen point two mile track. But they're they're saying that uh, it looked like three tracks. So we're we're still waiting for confirmation to see if there were multiple that touched down, or if this one bounced or what. But uh, it it tore some stuff up. I, we were. That's another reason my sleep schedule is all screwed up, because I didn't get the generator put back up until about 6 o'clock in the morning. Had to, had to keep that going to make sure we didn't flood or anything like that until they got us back on the grid. And uh, I think they said there were, uh, throughout both counties, numerous barns were down, pieces of barns blocking the road, roofs tore off buildings. And then uh, that F1, that that wound up just off of 75 east of us here. We've got a very large, well, had a very large greenhouse setup of acres. I wow. mean, you, you could see the grow lights uh, easily 25, 30 miles away at night that's that's how large this complex was and it's gone it.
1: it's gone that's, the that's uh true. i the mean truck most stop, people
3: you know we know how devastating storms of any nature are and mm-hmm. and hurricanes and you know nor'easters and you know, they devastate the coastal area is pretty bad, and they spin up tornadoes. But uh, the absolute effect of tornadoes going through a, a, a town in a populated Florida, area
1: California.
3: yeah March thirteenth ninety one our town got hit. We lost thirty one homes. Now you got to remember, this is a town seven hundred fifty people. That's a lot of the homes. yeah. That's a lot They're of homes. Beyond livability or gone. Literally, it picked some up and threw them in the river.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. The
3: riverbank, and it actually impacted. I've got a video on VHS. It impacted the nuclear plant, and it literally bounced it toward the river. Mm -hmm. And uh, it stripped some siding. That's all it did to that.
1: Thank you.
3: But we had to go in. We had one injured guy there. We had 15 construction trailers that were stacked like pickup sticks. We had to crawl through and search every one of them.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: And the devastation of a tornado is phenomenally, when it hits something, it's
1: gone.
0: Yeah, I mean, an F-1 An F one may not seem like a very big tornado, but if it touches down in the right spot, they'll create all sorts of damage. And that one... But he has... Just yeah, happened to create plenty.
3: Right, it's devastating. I mean, that day we had three tornadoes coming. One that was about two miles to the east of town. One that was following the river. They were twins, and a third followed up, bouncing out to the what we call the bottoms land out here, the Mirandosa, and uh, really didn't do much damage. But the other two, they got a lot of stuff—farms, different things in the town. And it went on over and it hit the far southern end of Comanche, Iowa, and then dissipated. But they were finding things that had been sucked up in Port Byron, Illinois. dropped on Fifth Avenue, the main street, where the stores are in Clinton, Iowa. There were briefcases, there were shoes, stuff just dropped out there. Mm -hmm. And they actually, the people got a hold of the briefcase and returned it to the gentleman outside of Port Byron, Illinois.
0: Nice. Very cool. I know uh right there just off of 75 there's a uh TA truck stop and yeah. th- that tornado went through there too. Ooh. Yeah. There there were a number of tractor trailers on their side. Just picked them up, flipped them right over on their side. Ooh and uh one one truck driver had the unfortunate circumstance to be in the wrong place at the wrong time and when the the large sign for the truck stop gave way it went right through his windshield but he survived he's he's uh you know he had to get some medical attention and i believe he's still in the hospital but he survived so that's quite a story for somebody to tell And we get Hmm. to hear about all of this. We know, I mean, I know the National Weather Service is still in the area, both our county and and the neighboring
3: county. They're being filmed now, twister number two, something to do with one. So, you know, and, and I can't emphasize enough, you know, when they blow the sirens, the first reaction of, Most people is to walk outside and walk. Yeah, don't go outside and gawk. And the one that hit our town, we could hear the sirens. We were over at Riverdale High School. My son was in a wrestling match at that time. So I walked outside, and I could see it. It was about four miles due west of the high school, and stuff was blowing up in the air. So I ran in. I told the principal... Uh, Riverdale, you got a tornado you to Tell your ground. people
0: to run for cover
3: <laughs> I said, we need and he looked at me and he goes, really? I said I don't <laughs> not This deaf, is not man. something to joke about and poor Byron's getting paged, my my department's getting paged it's hitting the town it, it's taking out homes and so we all got the kids into the, you know, like they teach you in the hallways in the school and you get down and you put your hands over your head then a second one had passed between the first and that was still visible. And this is school by about two miles. And then everybody boogied. And then when I drove home, the power lines on our major trunk through here, state highway 84 were just down for miles, just snapped and down. Yeah. And we started communicating and going from house to house, checking them. And, um, uh, it picked boats up and just wrapped them around trees It took mm-hmm. uh, two-by-fours and slammed them into other buildings and shot them right nearly two-thirds of the way through them.
0: Yeah, right through them. Yeah, and, we've got a couple of photos or, where it did that yeah, with yeah, a semi, think. this one.
3: Yeah, and we by the next morning, believe it or not, we got guys trolling around there looting aluminum at that time. And oh, yeah, that that definitely brings them out. And a friend of mine's 18 foot flat bottom was totally wrapped around a tree about 15 feet up. And they were trying to get that down. And a trooper walked up to him, "Is this your boat? Well, no, we're just helping the guy it belongs to. Who is that guy? They couldn't answer it. And he carted them out of there and, um, just all kinds of stuff. So they cordoned off the town for about two weeks.
0: Yeah. They, they don't mess with that. Uh, as a matter well, of fact, as soon as pretty much as soon as the power came back on, there had been a uh, a statement issued that if you were on anybody's property harvesting metal for scrap, you would be right.
3: prosecuted.
0: Right, you better have well, a very good reason why you're there.
3: <laughs> things travel literally it sucks it up and they travel it for miles there's a couple pictures of the tornado here it hit the river and it turned that tornado snow white as it crossed and came back into illinois it was zigzagging and it had grown it was they were trying to determine if two or three and uh it's a phenomenal picture. And then the other one was taken on the south end of town. And there was in there, there was a tree circling probably close to a thousand feet in the air. And they got wow. a photograph thing. And of course, weather service got the photograph and they estimated that tree to be a 70 foot tall oak.
1: Yeah. And just picked it right in the up. air
3: unbelievable power these things have
1: oh yeah yeah
0: absolutely which i guess i should mention we've got a a tornado in the thumbnail tonight but that's not the one that uh touched down friday that's that's a, yeah, that, that one is the f4 that touched down just a few blocks from us a few years ago
3: that's the uh, that's similar to one they were tracking through illinois going northeast and it with a twister behind it, and that's on the weather channel blog, if you look at it, they got a video of it not that far east of us, and it continued up and Mike had mentioned here, Mike Loquament mentioned that the four deaths in Illinois were all up in that northeast corner due to building collapses.
1: Right. As far so, as
3: nothing to mess with.
0: As far as I know, knock on wood, there have been no fatalities reported from this one around here. That's good. But like I said, we're we're still waiting on statistics and surveys. I mean, National Weather Service is still around doing their surveys to know, like, if our county had a had a touchdown or if it was just straight-line winds and whether there was more than one that touched down over in the just a few miles from us and everything. And right. unfortunately, they have already mentioned that Tuesday night into Wednesday morning could be even worse than what we experienced Friday night into Saturday morning. Oh, boy. So... Knowing that some people are still without power yet tonight, I mean, thankfully we were only out for about uh, I don't know four hours, something like <laughs> Bill
3: that. Bill says he's short; wind has to be close to the ground. Um fat; wind has to be strong to move him, and he's bald, so he's aerodynamic. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I know so I wasn't.
3: We had at the nuke plant up here was a. Joe gentleman decided he had a cup of coffee and wanted to go out and watch the tornado. It sucked him up about 50 feet in the air. They actually have footage of this. Spun him around as he's coming back to the ground. It slapped him into the side of the building and broke his leg in three places. And there went his cup of coffee. And there went his cup of coffee. So if you're thinking you're going to go out and watch him. Yeah, no, don't. don't
0: do that. Don't do that. Don't don't think you're a storm chaser and go. Oh, I gotta get pictures or video or whatever. Leave that to other people. Use some common sense. I mean, oh. I know I can't handle straight line winds like that, so right. I stay
3: indoors. <laughs> yeah, that's right. When I was a kid, a tornado came through, hit the outside edge of our farm took out grain bins and part of a barn and that kind of stuff. The house was untouched, but i always remember that going out there and looking and going, oh man, we got a lot of work to do. Oh yeah. Yeah. I've been through several of them. I've watched quite a few of them, uh, especially over across from us on the river. You can see very well, and they'll be dancing around out. That's all state park over there. And it's a large area. And been several times where they' have come through, went up back up in the air, and I went out and literally picked large tree limbs out of the yard and off the river bank
1: that didn't that come from miles
3: the river and landed
1: there
0: yeah exactly and it's it's definitely nothing to joke about it's It's unfortunate that that person uh Whoever it was that had that cattle barn with 300 steer
3: in it—that's—that's that's well, a costly loss. Off Mother Nature in the past couple of years needs to to quit it.
0: Yeah, because our weather patterns are just nuts. Right. And while this is all going on, you know they—they they got you know EMA out. They've got MSERV, They've got the storm watchers. They've got law enforcement, the fire departments, and. Other emergency personnel, they're trying to put up road closed signs and search areas to make sure that nobody needs help, that they're trapped, or something like that. And while Mm. all of this is going on, then all of a sudden a group of them have to stop, because not far from here, there is a large dairy outfit. Around Mm. the corner from there is a large hog farm and then six turkey barns. And we got to oh, well. stop everything we're doing as far as road close signs and everything because now we got to send six guys over here to chase hogs because they're running all over on the road.
3: Hi, Susan. Yeah, tornadoes cause a lot of trouble. Yeah. And they had them, I remember they had them in South Jersey here recently. So, yeah, it, it's, just pay attention to it. Listen to them. Get out of it. When it's done, hopefully everything you have and yours are all still there in a the safe place.
0: Right.
1: Well,
3: of, I don't... I, it seems like every trailer park in the country has a big sticker, we're here.
1: Oh,
0: yeah. Yeah. I mean, we we heard from a few people who do live in trailer parks that they, they had mentioned it was a very bumpy ride. (laughs) But that's, that's the way it goes. And thankfully the backup battery issue has been resolved. So we're not in that situation again. And this one caught me a little bit off guard. So I did not have the ham radios up and rolling, but, uh, at that point, I was I was more focused on trying to keep track of whether or not we were taking on water and getting the generator dug out in case we needed it.
3: Right. So anyway, moving forward, I think we'll be starting that uh, drawing on the, the tickets for the Manicor available Wednesday night.
1: Oh.
3: And I've got blue tickets just for the online sales, and I got green tickets for everywhere else. And twenty bucks a throw. Now I'm torn between three for fifty, or maybe being like ten for
1: fifty. Oh boy!
3: So yeah, I'll let it you sounds, know, I let Sounds like up, you got
0: some decisions to make.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm trying to, I'm trying to make money for the kids.
0: That would definitely bring a draw, I would think. I think so, because I know about, that worked but out very. do me when that
3: manacor will show up, but you will get it when you sometime after you win it.
0: Right? Yeah. I mean, uh, apparently there was a big shipment of manacors come into Alaska, supposedly. So maybe they're starting to open up a little bit.
3: Maybe we'll see. Right. We'll see. Yeah, Michael's and about lightning hitting things. Now it's nothing to play around with.
0: No. And unfortunately, you know, you get the down power lines, the transform the pulse with transformers and stuff like that, and it's inevitable, then the fires start to pop up.
3: See uh, Pacifico's in the house. Oh my god, twenty dollars. Well, this is a fundraiser. And it's a fifteen hundred dollar detector, so we'll see what we can do. Right. And I know uh
0: Working, working that in there like that, uh, you know, whether whether it's three for fifty or however you want to do it, past that twentieth poll, uh, sometimes that that discount gets people to buy more tickets. We've seen it in the past, right? And that only helps to uh, better supply the cause,
3: so to speak. Yep. And we'll do the best we because I promised them at least a thousand bucks. Well, I would say it should go pretty well. Yep. And well, and we hope it goes very well. <laughs> hope it goes well and, and Casey's got a, a, a drawing going right now over on Detecting the Heartland. That's right. Yep. So oh.
0: And I want to say they keep adding
3: stuff. Yes, they have been. Yes, they have been, so it's uh pretty cool.
0: Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Frank says he's buying a
3: batch, can't have too many mana course. <laughs> I know Steve will be buying I had to give him some grief back. And a meltdown. That's almost almost the price of a pizza, isn't it, Steve?
0: Right, that could be why he was concerned about it. <laughs> so, Who knows though. Um... And as as far as I know, I mean don't don't quote me on it folks, but as far as I know, the winners that had won the jesters grab bags from Central Illinois, uh those were ready to ship out uh after the show Wednesday. So, they may have been shipped out. Now, with all the tornadoes, I'm not sure where that is going to pop up at, but uh, we'll see what happens. <laughs> right. It might be the Postal Service there.
3: Yeah. I figured Barbie calling in, crowing about what all she found at DIV. I hadn't uh, seen many posts from her. Right. Yeah,
0: I I don't think there were a whole lot of posts going on, and it sounds like she's got quite a bit of work that she's trying to get back to. And yeah, I know she's got got in today, right? And I know she's got lilacs about five thirty. Mm-hmm. And I know she's got lilacs to deal with, apparently, and somehow or another, seventy-five mile an hour winds and. All of the ones that I've been working with are still right where they're supposed to be. Good. Couldn't tell you where the splash block for the house is. About
3: plants hanging for three weeks. Couldn't. uh you
0: still
1: couldn't have. Front
3: to drop down to the twenties again. I know.
0: It's that's why I say our our weather patterns are are just
3: nuts. Mm. Barb says she's brain dead. <laughs> oh, don't go there.
0: Uh no comment. I'm sure there's plenty of people in the chat that are already jumping on that one. <laughs> and probably being led by Ohio really.
3: relic. Are your lilacs blooming yet, Barb?
0: Hmm. <laughs> Hers might
3: be. That I wondered. I don't know. They're about a month ahead of us.
0: Although, I mean, I know the ones that I've got, they are starting to bud.
3: Oh. So, we'll we'll see what happens. Up here, the lilacs are blue and the mushrooms are out. That's what I'm waiting for. We've had plenty of water. We should have a good mushroom season. Yeah. Yeah,
0: Yeah, you shouldn't have any issues with moisture right now.
3: That's when everything else stops. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mushroom patches, we're hitting them first right they're all in bud,
0: yeah, it wouldn't surprise me, like I said, I know that here i mean they're they're not I'm not talking about starting to bloom, just the leaves are starting to bud right uh and the the apple trees that we've got out there they they are actually just starting to bud as well, so plant seasons just around the corner, basically that's correct. So we'll see how that goes. I've I've still got fencing to get done and and things like that before we can even load up and head for Illinois.
1: Yep. I gotta get moving.
3: (laughs) There you go. There you go. Yep. I got stuff I gotta be doing. I've still got a snowblower on the rig I gotta drop and service a lawnmower and that kind of stuff, so it won't be long on that. And uh, right, all kinds of good stuff,
1: yeah, just
3: I'm making sure the generators were both tuned up and ready to go, just in case good thing or yeah,
0: yeah, I told Tam hey, one I of these one of these days here, I don't know, sometime in the next three, four months, I'm gonna have to set a day aside and pick up some oil and things like that, and just dedicate a day to. Maintenance, you know, tiller, yeah. chipper,
3: generator. Well, I'm doing a generator. Stuff and I want a new outboard for the boat. So I've been checking on them and availability and what it's going to cost and that kind of stuff. And uh, I don't know. We'll see how that flies. Hmm. Hopefully the river doesn't go too wild. We have a lot of snowpack to the north that's has to melt and come down yet.
0: Right. Yeah. And I see. Phil put in the chat that he's looking at 80 degrees Wednesday. Yep. That's insane.
3: Up, yep. southern half of the state gets nice and
0: warm. We... I mean, I, I saw some nicer days in the forecast the other day, but nothing like that.
3: So, and Steve is getting psyched for Florida Hunt 9. That's not too far away.
1: Right?
0: Yeah, that's just around the corner. Um, what, uh, five weeks?
3: Something like that. Six weeks for
0: DTH. Yeah, so probably five weeks. Because yep. I, If I remember right, they're the week before DTH. Yep. Oh, and now Bill's saying it's going to be 79 for Southern Ohio Wednesday, and I'll have to look at the weather again. I'm sure he'll be out smoking if if they've got temperatures that nice.
3: <laughs> okay. Yeah, see, that's the warm front that's coming here. We're supposed to get up around 70-something in that cold front. tailing in behind it from Canada is going to kick up the storm, so... You're going to have that nice day, and it's going to be hunkered down again.
0: Right. Enjoy it while you can. That's and right. Apparently, now we've got the pirate in here.
3: Oh, I got her up and running. Well, I thought so, but maybe not. Uh-oh.
0: I know she, she was give here. She us a good
3: rundown on, D, uh, on DIV.
0: Well, I think first she's got to figure out how to unmute herself or whatever she's done, because she was here. I heard the ultra.
1: <laughs> oh, can
2: you hear me now? Yeah. Okay. I don't know what happened.
0: Well, that makes three of us.
2: <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah,
3: I'm not, I'm not even going there, right? Uh,
2: I'll tell. I'll tell the bad story first. Uh-oh. uh
3: oh, God. Bad stories? We got bad stories? Oh no. Usually, DiV is not like that.
2: Well and I'm getting an echo lie. Um uh, so day day one we had a lot of EMI. They said they turned off cow fences. It's a it's a true working cow farm and the EMI was killing me.
1: And oh.
2: I was like changing settings and I thought my detector was screwed up and I was headed to the truck to just throw it in the truck and get the knocks and somebody said how you doing I said my ears are killing me and he said "Everybody's. we think the fence is still on so I finally got away from there and meandered through I finally got away and the EMI went Um, I found a beautiful like an hour after that I found a bullet even with all that EMI and the next target I dug was a total intact New York Excelsior button, which oh, is gorgeous. Nice. Usually you find them and you get the top and you get the bottom. This one is together. The The ring that holds them together did not get fried. Um, but somehow... Ta- Either putting my machine in the truck that night or getting it out. Day two, I just had issues all day. I found, like, nothing. Well, I get to the truck, and I said, Mark, look at my settings. I've gone through them. And the GPX has front and back settings. Well, Blondie here only looked at the back, and he scrolled through them. He said, Barb, your settings are great. And he looked at the front, and one of my switches had flipped the wrong way. So, that's why I didn't find anything day two. So, I was, at that point, my arm hurt, my back hurt, everything hurt. I threw everything in the truck. I grabbed the Knox and said, what the heck? We got an hour, hour and a half. It's light compared to the GPX. And I walk over the hill where they dug like probably 50 colonial flat buttons and the not, I didn't change my settings at all. I just went with field two and uh, I got a good repeatable signal, but it was like flip, flip, ping, 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 ping. That was it. But I had good repeatable numbers, 24, 31, 24, 31. I said, okay, just dig it. And dug this huge piece of sabbath from a shell and was like, oh, my God. <laughs>
3: Very good. Not so bad. that's
2: something, yeah, something I've never dug before. Um, somebody dug one that was totally wrapped and warped in a circle. And I'm like, man, I wish I had dug that one. Um my piece is about three inches long and John's like, you know, there's another piece out there in a fuse and I tried, but I couldn't find it. But, um, it has the riveting on it where it went through the barrel, which is really cool. And I mean, it's, it's just like, cool piece of lead. Um, so I was happy. I found something with the knocks and people are like, you're going to take that out tomorrow. And I'm like, heck, no, uh, Day three, I found a couple bullets. I did find find a 1700s flat button, but there were over a dozen shells dug on this property. Over a dozen. Parrot shells. Oh, nice shells. to somebody. My buddy dug the top of the parrot shell, and you can still see some of the case shot inside. Cool. Um... Uh, uh, oh, God. What's his name? My mind went blank. Um, he donates to the kids' giveaway. Steve Wagner. He dug a beautiful intact parrot shell. Um, I forget his the other guy's name. I can see his face. He dug what was called a mini Britain shell, which is extremely rare to find. It's like a... Two and a half inch wide by like four inch long shell. It's like the smallest shell you ever seen in your world, in your life.
0: Right. That's, um, that's like a flashlight.
2: <laughs> yeah. It's like, why are you shooting? These, I guess when you have nothing else, you can shoot these little things at people. I don't know.
1: Right. Yeah. When, um, when all else fails,
0: hey, we'll throw everything at them we've got.
2: <laughs> I think there was only one or two plates. You would have thought there would have been more. Uh, it was at Freeman's Ford. Uh, it was a one-day battle, and it was all day. And there was like seven troops. What's funny is two New York buttons were found, and New York was not involved in this battle. But the main road through the property is actually the main ro- road that the troops went back and forth through the property on. Um, there's actually a general buried on the property who died there during the battle and his headstone is there. Uh, of course that was out of bounds. Uh, but you were able to go and visit it and take pictures. You just couldn't, de- they had like a 20 foot area, you know, rope marked off not to detect in there. Um, but a ton of shells, a ton of frags. I came home with a bucket of frags. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I did it because my neighbor's kids are like maybe 10 and 12 and they've taken care of my greenhouse the whole time I've been gone. And I told them I'd bring them something back. So I think this will be really cool for us to preserve the frags and, uh, they're going to have themselves a little bucket full of, you know, artillery frags that actually came from a Civil War battle.
1: Cool. There you go. You're
3: good. So you know, it, it was. I love the kids from where they first start all the way up to 12, 13 years old. Because anything you dig, if you can put a story to it, whether it's a fragment from a shell or, or you know, anything out of there they love it that's true to them that's treasure
2: well i told them that i was going metal detecting in civil war i said hopefully i'll find some bullets i only found two though and these bullets are special because all the other farms were at a lot of farms troops they shot on the farms they practiced you know when they weren't in battle when they were in camps but so these two bullets actually came from a battle and were fired during a battle. So I I can't part with those. But I can part with the frags because I have frags from other battles. Uh, but they were all excited when I told them I would pay them first. And would they like something from the Civil War, you know, bullets or something? And they were like, oh, my God, they were all excited. And. I'll get them into metal detecting. You just give me time, but I will get them into it. <laughs>
3: well, well, there you go. It's sounds like it, you had a good trip. Pretty much, now, did it snow on you once?
2: No. Uh, oh. We didn't get started till my driver. You know, the GPXs aren't waterproof. And, yeah, you can wrap them with 5,000 bags and tape and yeah. and. Yeah, he kept texting me going, "Uh, 7.30, and it was 8.30, then it was 9.30. And at 9.30, I'm at my car, and I said, I don't know where your butt is, but it best get here because it ain't raining. And, you know, he's my age, so, you know, day three, you're kind of dragging butt. Mm -hmm. Uh, We get there, and it starts to rain, and I'm like, I don't care. I put my Garrett Poncho over my GPX. It had a hood. I put my headphones under it, and the guys in the truck next to me were laughing. They're like, we ain't never seen this. I said, we got one hour and 20 minutes before we go go lunch, and I am going to find something. And in that hour and 20 minutes, I found another piece of a sabbath and about five frags. And so I was like, I'm good. I found, you know, something after yesterday. Right. Uh, The GPX, uh, a lot of people were there with Noxes, Deus 1s and 2s. I seen a couple of whites. I seen some Manicores.
3: How about the whites Uh, were the old north-south versions? Those were good relic machines.
2: Yeah, Earl found, what did Earl find? He found something. Earl, Earl, oh, he found a large scent day three at where I oh. found my flat button.
1: Good um, job. Yeah.
2: Earl knows that machine. He dug a plate at where I found my gold coin the first hunt there. He went yep. down by the river and pulled the plate with his machine. And so the soil's still hot because the nock struggled. I mean, I was getting, like, really faint pings, and that was it. And if I didn't have numbers, I didn't dig. If I had solid numbers, then I dug. And if it pinpointed good, then I dug. Uh, The manicores did pretty good. I'd say they did really good. Uh, The guys that had them have had them for a while, so they've used them in Virginia. The Deus 2, Glenn did really good with his Deus 1, but he's been swinging his probably since they came out. Uh, So he knows that, and he had a high-frequency coil, and he said that made a big difference. Yeah, it would. Another girl with the Deus 2 dug like seven flat buttons. She said she got tired of digging them. (laughs)
1: <laughs> that's a I heck of a
0: problem think,
2: to have well she's there for civil war so she's yeah digging colonial flat buttons I'm like girl I, I mean when I dug my only one I was like I've dug two or three of the flat buttons so I was tickled pink you know
3: uh-huh. you go to England they laugh at you Well, oh, look at these buttons I found they should throw them in the ditch they don't, you know, right. unless they're that's just something job. special. They to them that's like we find hundreds all the time.
2: Well, see, I don't hear. I've only found oh, one. I know. I just say, yeah. I know they'd laugh
0: at us, but yeah. See, um, see, over there they treat that like we do our pull tabs, and they just ship them off to the England's version of Mark.
2: So it was a good property for the VLFs to be at, and. The majority of them were, did really good, but I don't think they found any deep stuff. Okay. Uh, there was a couple of axioms, and they actually let you uh, sign up to take one out. I never got called. The, the it, There was no self-service unless you were on top of a hill, and this property was one hill after another hill after another mm-hmm. hill, and it just kept going.
3: Trying to remember, uh, I know the road you're talking about that paralleled and ran near the Rappahannock, it, it runs along, yep. trying to remember the road that it parallels that they built, you can go on a high point and you can see the original and places road through some of these fields.
2: Uh, we were at the Battle of Freeman's Ford and there was the Battle of another Ford, which was a bigger battle just near us. Um okay. The southern troops were to the north of the property, and that's where uh, the Yanks came up and thought that it was just a teeny, like, Mm -hmm. uh, they didn't think it was a regiment. They thought it was just like a stragglers with wounded people, and they Mm -hmm. came in, and then it was like, holy crap, you know, West Virginia's there, Georgia's there. Yeah, uh,
0: way to go and kick uh, the hornet's uh, nest.
2: Right. And so that's how the battle started, and there were brigades across the river uh, firing, and there was a Confederate camp at the back end of the property. And But because troops went through there during the whole time during the Civil War because of the fords along the river, that's why we were finding things like New York buttons that shouldn't have been there from the battle.
3: I've got one of those New York buttons, and it does not have a back that I dug out there. And I got, they're, thin. they're they're thin.
2: Oh, I protected mine. I put it in oh, a yeah. gem case, but I cut the uh, star foam down because I didn't. Wa- Somebody's like, put in this. I'm like, no, 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 and I cut the styrofoam down with my knife so it fit in there and there'd be no pressure on it from the lid. Mm -hmm. Because I didn't want to smoosh it. Because it's intact. It is green patina. I have one other one that I dug on the property where I dug my gold coin four years ago. Uh And it came out in two pieces. I have the back and the top, but it's covered in gold. So it's oh, like, a okay.
1: gold so That's
2: nice. It's it's tons. It's just total gold gilt. So it's oh. a beautiful button, but it's in two pieces versus this green patinaed one that's whole. It's got a little teeny crack along the emblem. Um, and when I rinsed it, I made sure that was facing down so no water got in it. Um uh, there was only a there was some eagle eyes one block eye. Um,
3: was the block two, eye the brass or was it the two piece?
2: It was I think the brass.
3: Oh, they're nice. They hold it up well. Be- it was a It was
2: beautiful. I, I took a picture of it and I posted 43 pictures of stuff on the trailer and I'm pretty sure I took a picture of the block eye.
3: Check that out. I'll go look that up.
2: I put it on both my page and DIV because my driver saw me taking pictures. He said, As you, have you taken plenty? Uh, I said, why? He said, so I can steal them. <laughs> I, oh, he wanted me to send them all to him. I said, no, you can steal them. So I post them. Right.
0: You can go there, through and just take what you want.
2: There were two <laughs> Virginia buttons, a bunch of Eagle buttons, and I think there was one Eagle C or an R, it was a rare one. Um, I think it was a C, which would be Calvary. Right. Um, uh, but it, at least twelve whole. I've got shell. one C
3: button that I found out there, and it was complete, and it does have a little guilt left on it. Awesome. So, so yeah, great. It, 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 that area you're in, they moved, the troops moved back and forth and skirmished all over up there, and Mike, he, he posted up a little history of the Battle of Freeman's Ford. Virginia was fought August 22nd, 1862, along the banks of the Rappahannock in one of the opening thrusts of the campaign, which culminated with the Second Battle of Bull Run.
2: Yes, it was a one-day battle, and, uh, There were axioms there. They never called me to try it out. I had signed up for it. Um, Linda Cox got hers about six months ago. She only found a few things, and Linda's a true relic hunter. They did okay there. Because there wasn't a whole lot of nails unless you hit one of the old colonial house sites, then there was a lot of nails mm-hmm. uh Miguel came to the last hunt in the fall. he was just learning it, and he did dig a beautiful whole shell with the axiom at this uh hunt
1: nice. he,
2: he yeah, he works for um Garrett and uh So, he did really good this time around with it, but he's you know, now got six months under his belt with it. Right.
0: The more time Um, you spend with the machine, the better you know it, so the better you're going to do.
2: Yeah. So, they did have, like, six machines that people could try out for an hour or two if they wanted, Um, and they actually, if you uh, took one out, they put your name in a hat, and I'm trying to think who won. They won a $500 Garrett gift certificate.
3: Oh, sweet.
2: So Garrett really stepped up this hunt, and uh, Fort Bedford gave away. John Page now owns that. Uh, Keith Lefferts sold it to him, and he gave away two Knox 800s at the hunt. So it was. It was. It was. It was nice. Oh, the best part was lunch. They had to move headquarters onto the out-of-bounds area because of the high winds. Uh, They were worried the tents would go flying. And so we moved to the property owner's big barn. Well, it's a working farm. Well, they have this little country store that is awesome. They sell their meat there. They'll ship it to you. The prices were really, really reasonable. So if we go back to this farm, I'm taking the cooler with me there and coming home. With well, grass there's pra- no
3: middleman there, Barb. They're right. no. raising them. They've got somebody doing the uh, processing, and it's right there. And it's better meat. It's cut to whatever you want, you know, pretty yep. much. That's good stuff. I-
2: and I was—I didn't go in the store. People told me about it later, and I'm like, "Are you kidding? I would have went." And if they're closed, the door's still open. If you bring cash, you can take your meat and leave your money in the little box for. Them. Yep.
1: <laughs> okay. That's a
0: true country store. It so, is. Yeah, yeah. You don't see them were- very often anymore.
1: So nope. when you look.
2: at you- my pictures. If you're friends with me, you're gonna say, "What are all these pigs and roosters and uh, goats?" And farm,
1: folks. <laughs> it, it, they,
2: they have kid events out there, so they have all these animals, and the goats were hilarious. Um, they have these little uh, PVC be- holes. For you to stick your hand in and your hands protected by the PVC so you can feed the animals and they won't bite your hands. Well, the goats would come right up to them and stick their face like, where's my food? You know, Uh, but the pig was huge. Not as big as uh, Steve's
1: pig that he wrestled, but um, it was a cute (laughs) pig. Uh, I figured that was coming. And, and so
2: it was cool that it got moved and we got to see all that part of the working farm. And they have like all kinds of events for kids and all farm related. They have turkey shoots and all kinds of stuff. And we wouldn't have seen that if headquarters hadn't got moved. So that made lunch much more fun. Yep. That's
3: pretty That's pretty cool. That's uh... You see a lot of what you're talking about out some of these areas in Iowa and Missouri and Central Illinois. These farms that uh, operate for their local people. Yet, and some in Wisconsin. You go into the places up Wisconsin, and they're they're making cheese there, and they got salamis, they got fresh meat. You go in there, and you get the best stuff there is, it, it, it hands down. And uh, it, it's fun to see that because we operated the same way they'd come pick up milk and that kind of stuff and door was open can was there you put the money in there you took a bottle of milk or you got eggs or they'd call I don't know if we had pork or beef or ready back that I was a teenager that kind of stuff yeah come get it and
2: the ro- the the roosters were the most beautiful roosters i I've ever seen I don't know what kind they were. And I tried to get a picture of him because he was sitting on top of this post just strutting his stuff. And then a bunch of people came where I was, and he jumped down and had to come over and be the star of the show
1: and <laughs>
2: strut, strut his stuff. And my driver, I said, Mark, I found you a new girlfriend. And he says, really? And he's married. And so he knew I was pulling his leg. I said, yeah, come on. I want you to meet her. And I said, there she is and pointed to the pig, and he couldn't stop laughing. (laughs) I said, I think she really likes you.
0: Well, (laughs) just so you're aware, Barb, Shannon thinks that you should have a goat.
2: No, they'd eat my (laughs) my garden, they'd eat
0: everything. Hey, look on the bright side, you wouldn't have to mow. That's right.
2: Oh, here's the Right,
0: you wouldn't have to take care of trees.
2: When I'm going to Virginia, I get on the top of Sam's Pass, which is about, it's the North Carolina-Tennessee border on I-26, and I'm coming down, it's about 37, it's over 3,700 feet, and I'm coming down, and there's like 40 goats on the side of the highway eating grass.
1: Well, see, you could have stopped
0: and picked one up.
2: I was like shocked. Because I've seen them up there before, but I thought (coughs) that they belonged to someone because they were on the other side of the road, but now they're over here. Not necessarily. So, I don't know if somebody lost some goats and now they've just had lots of goat babies, but there (laughs) was literally 30, 40 of these goats, and I'm like, don't come out in the road, please well when i you
0: you would be surprised at some of the things that go on in the country that uh law enforcement tries to lend a hand with when when there's loose animals i mean i've i've literally and and this is no lie i have literally heard traffic of cops trying to chase down bison and llamas and uh, Portuguese pot-bellied pigs—it's—it's—it's it's, it's nuts. It's like a, a circus out here. Some weeks,
3: i have well, been involved we're... in some of that, and the, the boys from downtown do have no idea that when you're messing with cattle, and you're trying—you better have up.
0: your wits about you.
3: You best well, be able to move hard because if they decide they're coming at you, they don't care. if They're coming at you.
1: Right.
0: Well, when I exactly. When, uh, where when you know I, where does a buffalo go? Wherever it wants to. Because oh, you're not going to stop yeah. it.
2: When when I went to Virginia, there was like 30, 40 white goats. When I come back to North Carolina, in about a half mile prior, I'm like there's more goats. Well, there was only seven. There were four white ones, and three dark, dark ones, and one of them was the biggest goat I've ever seen in my life. It was like three times the size was of all the other ones. Was it a dark one? And I thought, it was the
1: dark one. And I thought, you sure it well, wasn't a he's... No. I'm like, <laughs> that's the main man who's making all these other goats. Well,
0: anything is possible.
3: That's right. So, I All right, you. I'm going to get out of here, you two. I got some things I got to get done. Barb, thanks for the update. I'm going to look for those pictures. Sounds like you had a good time.
2: We always have a good time at DIV. We Everyone yeah. thinks that my driver and I have a thing going
1: on. oh god okay yeah Yeah, we're we're both happily married but
2: years ago i was like i said something he goes barb they already think we're messing around i went really so he said something uh one day and i said do you do notice when anybody's around and you ask me something i say yes dear or thank you honey i said just to keep the gossip market going well he couldn't stop laughing and uh, we don't care there's nothing going on Uh, his wife becky is very nice we're all friends and uh if if people you know think something's going on whatever
0: well Well, people
3: talk about
0: right and people in the chat are anxiously awaiting you to post up photos of your new goat
3: yeah, I, and posted I, up. Gonna... There's a newspaper picture of him in his uniform, walking <laughs> a cow down the road.
1: I might Who have. Who posted that? Frank. Frank. Yeah.
0: <laughs> See, I told you, it doesn't just happen here.
3: No, <clears> no. although we didn't have a car versus semi wreck, and the semi had turkeys in it. And it dumped a bunch of them out, and you're watching officers. <laughs> we got called to it to extricate the person from the car. Fortunately, they weren't hurt bad, but it was a hoot watching watching officers <laughs> chasing turkeys.
0: Uh, <laughs> let's see here. They didn't you, have much luck. You're, I'm know. sure, I'm sure you're familiar with Washington, Illinois. Yep. Uh, that's up there on the. Uh, I-44 corner.
3: Yes, I am.
0: And a few years ago, and I'm sure this, this is not a one-off incident. I'm sure it happens fairly somewhat regularly. Uh, there had been a stock trailer that the truck, they were doing some sort of road work or something, and they didn't have lines painted on the road yet or anything, but forty four was open, and there was a a curve in the road there and apparently the semi got just far enough off of that, you know that it it went ahead and drug it down and flipped it over on its side and there were horses everywhere on the interstate Whoa. I think he had uh something like thirty of them on when when it tipped and you know, unfortunately, some of them, uh, there wasn't any saving. But there were some of them running loose that people were having to stop and chase down.
2: Dang. Yep. Well, the one wreck I stopped at, and I was like, y'all need any help? And they're like, no. I was like, bummer. It was when the Bud Light truck kicked over going up the mountain.
3: Oh.
2: And there was Budweiser everywhere.
0: Should have been cores. <laughs>
2: yeah,
0: just saying. Yeah. Just saying. I know. Oh, but yeah, there you would be surprised at at the different animal stories and everything, and the uh, the sightings of animals that law enforcement gets notified of, and. I, or when they even get into populated areas. I mean, we we had an incident here a few years ago in the neighboring town where a deer literally come through the back door of someone's house, went through the house, and jumped through a large picture window on the front of the house to get out. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> We, we, anyway we like i said got i gotta stories. get out of
3: here night all barb night. I'll, I'll look for your pictures i got i got to see them so right everybody have a great one stay safe okay
2: <laughs> you too bob
1: you too right. Chuck, thanks for your call you bet
2: all right josh i'll let you go we ran over but uh
1: yeah we did <laughs> <laughs> oh that's all right
2: I would like to get a couple of those wild wild goats, but I don't think it would go over very good. Mm.
0: Oh, I don't know. Like I said, look at all the time you'll save milling. Yep.
2: All right, well, good night and thanks for having me on.
0: No problem. We look forward to seeing the photos of your new goat.
1: Okay, bye.
0: We'll see you. Oh, good grief. That that is something else. Uh <clears throat> and I'm sure the uh chat has they've probably been uh yeah, there you go. You get the mini ones. Get get some Nubian goats, Barb. That might work. Either way, uh I'm sure the chat has just gotten all sorts of mileage out of the different animals and animal stories, and and Frank walking a cow, and all sorts of things. Either way, uh, tomorrow night, eight p.m. Eastern, DA live, Frank, Stephen, Ronnie, multicasting. Uh, thursdays Stellie and Dawn, seven p.m. Eastern, simulcasting. We're here. Sundays, Wednesdays, 8 p.m. Eastern. Um, I don't know. We'll we'll see. Hopefully, things aren't as bad as they're anticipating. Uh, so that hopefully we can get off the ground Wednesday. We'll we'll wait and see. Time will tell. Fingers crossed. Until the next one, we're out of here. Have a wonderful evening, folks. <coughs> we